Coming at you from Clemson, South Carolina, it is Hot Takes with your hosts Juan and Eric. And this week, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into the action because last week in college football was absolute insanity. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. We had uh, eight ranked teams losing, and five of those eight were to unranked teams, and I think two of those five were top ten teams that lost to unranked teams. So it was definitely chaos week in college football. It seemed like it usually comes around week eight and nine. It seemed to come a little bit early this year. Um, no complaints with that, though. Uh, it was nuts. We had a lot of good teams, a lot of good teams getting beat. I mean, if anything, Friday was an indicator of the weekend to come because that Friday we had undefeated South Florida struggling out a win against Tulsa. Yeah, having a struggle to, win. They had to get 15 points in the fourth quarter just to get that one point win. And then the rest of the week just followed suit. You had Georgia not living up to par. They absolutely got blasted by LSU. Yeah, Jake Fromm did not look good at all. And then that makes you think if Is, you're Georgia, do you put do you do your role with Justin Fields going forward? I don't know. Kirby Smart has left it open ended. Justin Fields did get a good bit of playing time in this game against LSU. He did, and the score still remained thirty six sixteen. It was an absolute shellacking. Yeah. A um, little bit of news as well from an Alabama game. Um, they only won by twenty nine, but you had you had Tua coming a off big the scare. Field. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. had a scare there. Um, Reaggravated that knee sprain, but. Luckily for the Crimson Tide, he seems to be okay and will probably take the field for the first half against Tennessee this weekend. And then later on that day, you had Notre Dame eking out a victory against Pittsburgh. Further contributing to my stance that Notre Dame is not a very good team, they beat Pittsburgh, Ball State, and Vandy by a combined 18 points. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, it's tough to argue for that, but as it remains, they are the number four team in the nation. Yeah, and that's just because of the play of Ian Book. Uh, defensively and offensive line wise, Notre Dame has a lot of uh, has a lot of holes, mm-hmm. and um, unfortunately, we're not going to get to see them really tested until they probably make the playoff, and they'll get pounded in the first round by whoever they play. It's going to be interesting. Um, I think if anything, Notre Dame is hoping to book it into a two or three spot, just so they don't get bam yeah. a week that first game. Um, then you had another top 10 team here losing. You had West Virginia losing against Iowa State, the you know the yearly upset team. It's the second time they've done it this year. They beat Oklahoma State. Yep, and if it's anything, you don't want to play in Ames on the road if you're ranked. <laughs> so not much to say about this one other than we can all agree that Will Greer's Heisman runs over. It is. After two straight weeks of just... Absolute horde performances. It's no longer his. And it's Tua Tagovailoa's to lose at this point. And you also got to think that West Virginia likely blew the Big 12's playoff chances. You got three. Texas is really the, the only hope of the Big 12. You got three. You got Texas, Oklahoma kind of, West Virginia not really. But no, West Virginia three. not. You think not Period. at all. No West Virginia. They run the table. Done. Done. I don't think they're in. Oh, man. As an 11-1 Big 12 champ? Look at what you're going to have to go up against. Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. Like, it's a long shot. It's a long shot. But that's to be determined. Someone whose playoff dreams are done is Washington. Washington lost in overtime against Oregon, falling to 5-2. and two. And unless the committee wants to bring in their first ever two-loss team into the playoffs, it's over. Washington's yeah. over. And everything for the Pac-12. Uh, I think the Pac-12 is over. Not even Oregon. 
Not I, even... They're so far behind in the rankings right now. I guess it, I guess you know the AP doesn't really matter, and I guess it deter- depends on where the committee does decide to put them. But kind of like that West Virginia situation, there's so many good teams ahead of them. They need a lot of chaos to go their way in order to have that shot. Where it stands right now, I think Oregon, I think the Pac-12 as a whole, is out of the playoff picture. Out of the playoffs. Well, then moving on to the Big Ten, with another <clears> team <throat> being dropped out of the playoff contention here in my mind, Penn State loses its second straight home game. This one... This time dropping it to Michigan State 21-17. I don't know what's wrong with Penn State, um, but it's uh, it looks like their championship window's closing. James Franklin said to himself, he said, this is a good team, but we're not an elite team. Yeah, and, and that's true. Uh, you can't lose by one point again to Ohio State and then lose at home to Michigan State and be an elite team. Well, moving on then to another team that struggled but got a victory here. You got Texas moving on to 6-1 and one here, getting the 23-17 win against Baylor. And then another team that eked out a victory. You got UCF, the Knights, winning 31-30 against Memphis. And last week we said this would be a tight <clears> matchup. Yeah, and despite the fact that UCF did find a way to win, Mackenzie Milton showed out. People are going to use this against UCF as a reason to not rank them high enough to be in the playoff. Um, even though they could possibly move to 20-0 on their last 20 games this weekend, uh, they still don't have the respect that I feel they deserve. The good news is the committee will more than likely have them at number 19. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, well. Well, another team getting dropped out of playoff contention here. You got Wisconsin getting, picking up their second loss of the year. Big, big win by Michigan. Something that I did not think was going to happen was Shea Patterson taking control of the game. Didn't have the best numbers, but he really did lead the team. And Michigan picked up the big win here and a and possible outside oddly, track to the playoff. Oddly enough, people are starting to talk about the Wolverines in this playoff conversation. It's really going to come down to how they finish the rest of their schedule, really circling that big game there at Ohio State as the deciding factor in Michigan's season there. All right, then. You got Florida picking up a come-from-behind win against Vandy here. Not um, without drama, though. Lots of drama that game. Yeah. You, got, you almost saw two head coaches ball it out right there. Yeah, yeah. That, <clears throat> that was ugly. It was our second fight this weekend. Georgia Tech and Duke also had a little fist fight breakout. We also had an Alabama player throw three body punches at a Missouri player. I mean, I mean he didn't get thrown off the field, but that's what uh, it is. <laughs> and I just read a little while ago that um, that will be handled internally. So he'll probably be suspended for like the first half of the Citadel game. Something like that. Yeah. You know. Anyways, moving on then, you got Colorado. You got Colorado losing against USC. Not a big surprise. Not a big surprise for you. I mean, not- a 10:30 <sighs> Eastern kickoff, so probably like I don't know, late for Colorado. It was late. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, and going into USC, that's a really tough environment to play in. I'm not very surprised. I wish Colorado could have won it and and you know shown that they really were a stronger team. But I'm not at all. I'm not too surprised that USC did come out with a victory there. Uh, another nail in the coffin for the Pac-12 playoff. If you look ever since the playoffs have started, this is the routine for USC: start out highly ranked, underperformed at the beginning of the year, where you have no contention. Drop a game. You drop a game, and then <laughs> you come back and start winning and beating teams. Not only that, you kind of get to a point where you can no longer make the playoffs. You just play where spoiler. Two losses. Yeah, play spoiler. Yeah. That you say, if mm-hmm. I can't be the Pac-12 representative, no one can. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> so guaranteed, USC is going to win the Pac-12 this year. 
All right, then. Then you had a huge loss here. Huge win for the Tennessee Volunteers. I call them our trash camp team. They got the win. They trash could. So this 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 tells me a lot. It doesn't tell me a lot about Tennessee, but it tells me a lot about Auburn. Oh, four and three on the Jarrett year. Stidham, not a good quarterback. He could have been. He could have been. He's just so streaky. He's not consistent. And Gus Malzahn's on the hot seat. He has to be. Even with signing that extension this year, I mean, He's something's got to give. $31 million buyout. Look for that to be exercised. I think Auburn's going to look to get rid of Malzahn after this season. It's 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 tough. It's tough to be an Auburn fan. I, I, I can't Especially imagine. when you have such a stout defense, but you can't score points. You yeah. can't keep your defense off the field. And it was just, it was the offense. It really was. Um, tweeted about it this weekend. I said, Jared Guarantanamo got a 42-yard pass to get it to first and goal, up seven against Auburn. And then at that point in the second half, Auburn only had 39 yards. Mm-hmm. One play equated more yeah. than Auburn's entire offense in the yeah. second half. <clears throat> I mean, offense has been Auburn's issue for about two years now, and something's got to give. I don't know if you get rid of the offensive coordinator. I don't know if you get rid of Malzahn. I don't know what you do, but if you're Auburn, something's got to give. I, I think Malzahn. I think I think Malzahn's done with the Tigers. All right. Well, rounding out there, you got Texas A&M eking out a win there, moving on to five and two against South Carolina. Good game. I feel yeah. like this one wasn't talked about enough. It was a solid game all around. Twenty six, twenty three, the final, and both teams played really well. I think. Overall, I'm impressed with how well South Carolina played this game. Yeah, um, but at the same time, you have to think, you know, when is South Carolina finally going to win one of these tight games? That's the thing. That's the thing, really. They've been in these tight games, and they play from behind a lot, and uh, they can never pull it out. They can't, and that just shows it happened this weekend again. But let's put that aside. Crazy week of college football. Let's see what this week holds. Starting Saturday at noon, you have Michigan going on the road to East Lansing to face Michigan State. Both teams coming off huge wins. What's your thought on this matchup? Um, this is a really big matchup, especially for Michigan. Uh, this is one of those... This is Michigan's in that beefy part of their schedule where they have to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they'll get the win against Michigan State here. They played great against Wisconsin. That's a lot of momentum rolling in. They know they're being talked about in the playoff now. So look for Michigan to come out with a fire under them, and I think they'll get the win here against uh, Michigan State. This is a possible trap game here. Oh, I, for sure, because I, you're looking ahead. If you're Michigan, you're looking ahead to to you know the Penn State and the Ohio State. And you got Michigan State right now. But that being said, Michigan State's ranked. There's a little bit of respect, and Michigan and respect don't really don't really go well together. So, fun matchup in my mind. I'm going to go with the road team here. I think Michigan keeps on rolling. Moving on, we got a Big 12 noon matchup. Oklahoma visiting TCU. This would have been a huge matchup if TCU could have. This would have been a huge matchup about seven weeks ago. I know. But, as it stands, (laughs) you got a top 10 Oklahoma trying to bounce back from that Texas loss and get a win here against TCU. Um, Do you think they get it done? I think TCU is going to upset them. That's your official pick. Yeah. Ooh, why so? What makes uh, you think that? TCU's got the perfect opportunity to play spoiler. Oklahoma is likely one of the last hopes of the Big 12 for playoff. This would be a huge win for TCU to knock Oklahoma out of playoff contention, and I like them to get it done. I, I can't see it. 
I don't know. TCU just has underperformed this year in these huge games where they could have done something. I just don't see them turning it around against Oklahoma. I think Kyler Murray is going to be too much to handle, both running and passing, and I just don't think TCU has enough defense to control it. So expect a shootout. Oklahoma pulls away late. 12 o'clock here. Big 10 matchup. Here you got Maryland going on the road to face Iowa. Iowa number 19 right now, sitting at 5-1. and one. What do you think? I like the Hawkeyes to keep rolling. Uh, Maryland is a really good team. Um, Iowa might not cover this 11.5 point spread, but I like Iowa to get the win at home. I agree. I agree on every single part of that. I don't think they cover. I think they get the win. I think they keep rolling. Iowa getting some good wins here right as the playoff yeah. committee starts to select their select their first rankings. Uh, moving on, 12 o'clock, we've got Cincinnati taking on Temple. Cincinnati up at number 20 now. 20. They're the third of the uh, Power Six teams, if you yeah. will, to get in there. Um, 6-0 and facing off against Temple in Philadelphia, though. I think it'll be a tough matchup. But Temple's not what they once were. They weren't. And so, they don't have Matt Rule coaching. Yeah. They just... Not enough. Not enough in my mind. Cincinnati will get the gutty, gutsy win here. Agreed. Moving on, another noon match. Illinois taking on the Battered Badgers. Battered Badgers keep getting battered. I think Illinois gets the slight upset here. Uh, slight upset. The line's 25 and a half for Wisconsin. I'm going to pick with Wisconsin. Give me the Badgers and a bounce back win. All right, moving on then. 3-30. Eric, it's officially Tennessee hate week for Alabama. You've got one of the bigger rivalries here that's really lopsided. Alabama going into Knoxville to face Tennessee, who just got that huge win against Auburn. So I'm going to preface this by saying Alabama's going to win the game. Okay. But Tennessee's going to come out and shock Alabama. Oof. Look for a very tight game at halftime. Tennessee's off a huge win against Auburn. Home at Neyland in that environment against Alabama. They are going to be cranked up for this game. And that is going to feed into how Tennessee plays until the, the depth and speed and conditioning of Alabama catches up to them in the second half. Look for Tua to maybe have to play all four quarters of this game. I agree. I agree. I think Tennessee is going to come out hot. I think they're going to come out firing in all cylinders. It might be, well, you know, if he's healthy, Tua will play all four quarters. I think this is going to be a fantastic game. I think this is going to be very reminiscent to 2012, I believe it was, where Alabama had to block a field goal late to win the game. I don't think it'll be that close. Not that close, yeah. but I don't think it'll be reminiscent where people will think, is Alabama really that good? Yeah, and then think, they'll show out later. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of people turning this game on in the second quarter when Tennessee has the lead by a field goal. Yep. Oh, <laughs> that'd be, that, that, it's going to be a fun game. And then I think Alabama will probably end up winning by two scores in the end, but it's going to be tight for a little while. It'll be tight. It'll... Really, you'll get to see what Alabama really is when they're faced against you know solid competition later on, yeah. not just the first five minutes of the first. Moving on now, we got another three thirty matchup: the de facto ACC championship here, battle of unbeaten's. NC State, number eighteen now or sixteen, excuse me, traveling to Clemson, South Carolina to take on the Tigers in Death Valley. Clemson's a seventeen point favorite. I think that Vegas is giving Clemson too much credit. <laughs> I, I do as well. This game has been incredibly tight the last two years. You look at uh, two years ago, the NC State should have won, but Kyle Bambard missed a chip shot in overtime. Maybe or to send it to overtime, excuse me. Yes. And uh, last year we had some penalties late by the NC State defense and sloppy play late in the game that led to a Clemson victory there. Both games coming down for a, to the wire. I see no reason why this one doesn't do the same. 
Um, I like the Tigers close late just because they've got the home crowd, and this is turning into a new rivalry here. This is the new Clemson-Florida State. Uh, both of these teams compete for that Atlantic um, title every year. So this one's going to be really exciting. There's a lot of hate between these two teams that has been brewed up over the past two years. A lot of hate between the two teams and a lot of uh, animosity between the two head coaches. Absolutely. Dabo Sweeney and Dave Doran are not the best of friends. They are not. Whereas Dino Babers beats Dabo. D- uh, Dabo congratulates Dino. Dabble does not like Dave. No. <laughs> There's a lot of D's in that too as well. I got alliteration, but... But I don't think Dave will beat Dabo. <sighs> I'm going with the upset. Oh no. I'm going with the upset. <laughs> I don't feel good about this game. I don't. And I don't either, but I think, I think the Tigers will pull it out. They've got the home crowd behind them. They know how big of a game this is. Um, especially with ETN and the running game hitting their stride last week. I think that offense is just too high-powered for an NC State defense without Bradley Chubb. Let me put an asterisk, then. I go with the upset if Clemson doesn't utilize the run. If Clemson decides to go screenplay after screenplay after screenplay, three and outs, yeah. upset. Yeah. But but I don't think they will. They The running game worked so well last week. Why would they abandon it? Have you seen, <laughs> yeah. have you seen the offensive coordinators? Um I'm going to stick with my gut here. My gut says, scary game. This will be the reason Clemson doesn't make the playoffs. So, going with NC State. Hopefully I'm wrong. As a Clemson fan, hopefully I'm wrong. But something tells me NC State's got the win and I hate myself for it. But moving on then, 3.30 here. You've got Colorado, fresh off a loss against USC, going against Washington. What's your thoughts? Uh, Washington's going to bounce back here. Colorado's still a solid team. This will be a good game, but... Uh, a team like Colorado that doesn't really have that national recognition like Washington does, um, that one loss is is a killer for their season, and they know that, so they're not going to be playing with the fire that they were these past five weeks. So give me the Huskies. I agree. Um, look for Jake Browning and company to try to bounce back, try to salvage something good out of this season, possibly make the Pac-12 championship if things fall the right way, and make it into a New Year's Six Bowl. As it is, you know the playoffs isn't there. You get that bit of stress off your back. And finish out your career as a Husky. Someone who's gotten your team to the playoffs once. New Year's Six twice. Give me the Huskies for the win. Moving on now. Another 330 matchup. Penn State fresh off a loss against Michigan State. Traveling to Indiana to take on the Hoosiers. Can Indiana play spoiler here? Four and three. I don't know what there is to spoil, but they can definitely play upset. There's Man. not much to spoil. Not much to spoil. They're four and two. I mean, they could salvage something. I but... don't believe they could. They could salvage a New Year's Six Bowl at best. At best. Indiana, what do you think? Indiana. I don't like that we both agreed on it, but let's see. Let's see if the upset rings true. All right, moving on then. Seven o'clock matchup. Mississippi State. Surprise team here going on the road to Baton Rouge to Death Valley to face LSU. Oh, boy. <laughs> <clears throat> So, there's a massive piece of me that wants to take the Bulldogs in the upset here. Because LSU is looking forward to Alabama. And that's next week. This is the sleeper matchup. This is the game that you cannot sleep on, but they just might. Who is LSU? That's the first question I want to address here. Who is LSU? Are they the team that destroys the number two team in the nation? Or are they the team that really drops the ball and can't perform offensively against Florida? Who are they? I, oh man, this is, this is such a tough call. Um, that Alabama LSU game is actually two weeks 
from Saturday. Because they have a bye, correct? Yes. yes. Um, so maybe a little bit less of a looking forward. Um, uh, the line is very close. Give me the Tigers at home. Uh, give me the Tigers and the Go Tigers. <laughs> go Tigers. <laughs> It'll be a tough matchup, but uh, I go with LSU here as well. Moving on, 7 o'clock, UCF eking out a win against Memphis, going to take on ECU. East not, Carolina's 2-4. Yeah. Not not too much to dive into here. No. Let's see if Mackenzie Milton can perform better. Last week he only got one touchdown. Let's see if he does his Heisman coming out party this week. Yeah, give me UCF big. UCF big. Moving on to 7-0, 20 wins in a row. That'd be huge. That's insane. All right, then 7 o'clock matchup here. Another Power 6 matchup. You got UConn going on the road to South Florida. South Florida 6-0. Charlie Strong or Charlie Weak? What do you think? At one point this season, UConn's defense was giving up an average of like 9 yards a play. Uh, USF, huge. Charlie Strong then. USF, I agree. This is a flex game for South Florida. Yes. 7-30, Big 10, Ohio State, taking on Purdue. Taken on, taken care of as well, in my opinion. You're shaking your head. What do you think? Boilermakers with the upset. What? You can't come out here with two huge upsets like that. This is a Purdue team that has... uh, They're steady. They're steady. They are a decent football team. They're 3-3. and Ohio State's only 14-point favorites. Let me hear you out. Purdue plays close a lot with big teams. They're not a bad football team. You've got Ohio State looking shaky in the first half of their past two games against Minnesota and uh, Indiana. Yes. It's at Purdue at night. Huge opportunity to play spoiler. All Boilermakers get it done. All the ingredients are there, but I just don't trust Purdue to get the recipe right. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't go against it. Ohio State has been flat out amazing. They have been. But at times, they are questionable. I see what you're saying. Dwayne Haskins, in my mind, is the difference maker. Over all these years, after all the quarterbacks that have played Ohio State, you had Heisman winner and Troy Smith recently in 2006. You had the combo of the three quarterbacks that could have won a national championship, and you got to your third string before you won it all. And then you got Dwayne Haskins, who in my mind is the most talented of all these players who've recently played quarterback at OSU. He's talented, and he's going to show out, um, but... I really like Purdue to get it done. Let's agree to disagree here. I would love to see an upset just for the sake of chaos. Give me Ohio State, though. I got to go with the safe pick here. All right, 730 matchup. You've got Oregon going on the road to Wazoo. Pullman, for the first time, game day is bringing it home. They're bringing Old Crimson home. What's your thoughts on that first? This is going to be an absolutely raucous environment. It will be. And that's the reason Wazoo is going to upset the Ducks. Man, just that they're gonna be so electric. It's I like I hope I can watch this game. I am. This is the night. It's a seven thirty game. This is the game to watch. It's four thirty over there though. Yeah, won't yeah. be a night game, <clears throat> right? But still, this is the game to watch. Um, Justin Herbert is going to play great, but I don't think it's going to be enough to keep up with the fire that Washington State is going to play with. Having game day in town, the stadium is going to be absolutely nuts. Cougars. Does Mike Leach just go insane? Just don't punt. <laughs> oh, my God. I can see it. I mean, look at the numbers here. They're very offensive heavy this year. Gardner yeah. Mich- They've Minshew. They've always been. 2,500 yards just about this year so far. Six games in. 
2,500 yards. He's on par to get 5,000 yards this season. Oregon, though, does have Justin Herbert. They have an explosive offense again, which is something they were missing under uh, Mark Heltfrick. And I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be a tough matchup here. And I really think that between this and NC State Clemson, these were the obvious game day choices. Yeah, for sure. Give me Wazoo at home. Crowd behind them. Old Crimson coming home. It's just going to be too much for Oregon. And ultimately, too much for the Pac-12 to get into the playoffs. Yeah. This is going to be the reason. <clears> the final nail in the coffin. This, this, just hammering it in. That's yeah. it. Oregon loses this week. Pac-12 out. Agreed. All right, then. Going on to our final matchup. Vandy going on the road to face 14th-ranked Kentucky. Give me the Cats. Vandy, uh, Vandy can't compete in the SEC. Um, they're going to... Benny Snell is going to have a really good game. Um, Cats, if, Cats big. Benny Snell will have a big game if the offensive coordinators will give him the ball. Yeah, but... Nine carries a game is atrocious. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but Cats. Cats, Cats big. I agree. Last week was huge. Last week was enormous. Last week was the chaos that is college football. This week might be just as interesting. But we're moving on to talking a little bit about baseball here. You had the wrapping ups of the American League and the National League Divisional Series. Dodgers beat the Braves. Sox beat the Yanks. And we're already midway through the championship series here. You got the Brewers and the Dodgers tied up one-to-one. And you got the Sox and the Astros tied up one-to-one. And these are really good matchups. These games have been really close. Um, Save for game one of the ALCS where the Astros pulled off five in the top of the ninth. They've been really closely contested matchups. How do you see these playing out? Um, <clears throat> out of the American League, I like Houston. <clears throat> Between Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve, I know I've said it before, I think they're they're just too talented. Uh, I think regardless of who played them in this in this series, I think the Astros were going to be the winners of the American League this year. So I like the Astros to move on. Uh, it's I, To me, it's an absolute toss-up for the National League. Um the Dodgers have been here before. They know how to win. This is Milwaukee's first trip back. So I'm going to take the Dodgers just off of that experience. And they've been good for a little while. I think Milwaukee's a team that's steadily improving. And they will be back very soon. And they will be winning very soon. Uh, but I like the Dodgers to get it done in this series. I think the NLCS can also go to seven games. I, I do too. But I think the ALCS definitely goes to six. I think it does not go to a game seven. No. I, I think if it does go to a Game 7, whoever won Game 6 is a de facto winner. I think they will carry that momentum just because this that series is going to be tiring. Yeah. You're going to have the bullpen exhausted. The hitters are going to be facing world-class talents on both sides. you got Porcello and Sale for the Sox. you got Verlander and just, honestly, everybody, every pitcher for the Astros could like win the Cy Young. They're that good, and I just think that's the difference as well. As much as a Sox fan that I am, I think yeah, the, the Astros the pitching, have the advantage. The pitching is a killer. That, that's what it is. They're just going to tire you out with world-class yeah. pitching. Oh, yeah. All right, then. Moving on, then, to the NFL. All right. We got Thursday Night Football, 8-20. You got the Broncos going on the road to face the Cardinals in what I think might be a snoozer here. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, Denver. Denver. I agree. Moving on, then, to Sunday at... 9.30 a.m. We got a London matchup here. Didn't pick up the one last week, but we got this week's here. Wembley Stadium. Titans, Chargers going on the road here. Chargers are the home favorite here. What do you think? 
I like the Chargers to get it done. The Titans aren't really consistent enough right now. Phillip Rivers is having a really good year. Um, so I like the Chargers to get it done in London. Phillip Rivers in what seems to be a bounce-back year for here. So, yeah, give me the Chargers. Big win. 1 o'clock. Patriots coming off a huge win. Huge win against the uh, against the Chiefs. My apologies. Facing yeah, the that, Bears. And interesting t- statistic. That makes quarterbacks under the age of 25 0-24 when playing at Foxborough during the Brady-Belichick era. era. That's an interesting factoid. I did not know that. Um... Mitchell Trubisky, though, another young quarterback facing mm-hmm. against the old guard here in Tom Brady. Do you think that Mitch gets it done? I don't. The Patriots uh, proved to themselves that they still are a really good team winning against the Chiefs last night, and I think they'll use that momentum to uh, keep on rolling against the Bears. Only two losses the Patriots have had are away. There are zero wins in the win column there for the Patriots on the road. I think that they change it. I think the Patriots will get the win here, 5-2 and two on the year. 1 o'clock matchup here. Bills at Colts. Team of mediocrity versus team of mediocrity. Who do you think gets the win? Oh, boy. Uh, do I have to? Yes. Yeah, give me the Colts. Unless you're Kelvin Benjamin, which in that case, you can just say no. <laughs> give me the Colts. Give me the Bills. I think it's a bit of a bounce back here. They had a close loss last week. Uh, they, need to, they, they need to get rid of Peterman. They need to get rid of somebody. <laughs> the Bills are yeah. not getting it done. One o'clock here again. You got the Lions going on the road to face the Dolphins. The Dolphins aren't a bad team. Do you think they get the win here at home? Uh, I do. The Dolphins are are playing pretty well. Ryan Tannehill is having himself a good year. Um, yeah, give me the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins as well. If the Patriots aren't careful, the Dolphins could win the AFC East here. Um, it's going to be close. I think the AFC East race is going to be close, and I think the Dolphins make it close here by getting the win. One o'clock again. Vikings on the road to face the Jets. Vikings, three-point favorites. Kirk Cousins, Sam Darnold. Who do you got? Uh, I've got Sam Darnold in this one. Really? I like the Jets to upset. All right. It Jets. seems like about that kind of midseason time where the Jets kind of start to turn it on and start to look like a football team. That, <clears throat> it'd be interesting. Uh, give me the Vikings. Vikings on the road. I think that they cover the three-point spread there. Moving on then, 1 o'clock, Panthers coming off an ugly loss facing against the Eagles. What do you think is going to happen in this matchup? Um, Carson Wentz is returned, and he's looking pretty good. Um, the Eagles are still trying to figure it all out, but they've got a game at home against a team that's coming off a big loss, so I like them to capitalize on that. Give me Philadelphia. Give me the Panthers. I think they played ugly all Sunday. They played ugly. They came back and almost had a chance to win, but poor decision-making by the offense and the offensive play calling just – Killed it for him. Give me the Panthers to bounce back and get the win here. Agreed. Moving on, 1 o'clock. Cleveland Browns coming off of a loss. Going to Raymond James Stadium to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks, three-point favorites. Uh, the Fitzmagic is over. It is. Uh, so, it's official. <laughs> it's what happened. It's yeah. the Fitzpatrick cycle repeating itself. Right. So uh, give me Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Cleve win. Cleve win. Complete agreeance. Browns for the win here. One o'clock. Texans bouncing back, evening out the record here, three and three. Deshaun Watson picking up the win last week, facing against the Jaguars. The Jaguars are looking a little shaky. They are. They are. Uh, this is the perfect opportunity for Deshaun Watson and the Texans to pounce, <laughs> to pounce on the Jags and uh, and really show up and prove themselves as contenders here. So I like Deshaun Watson and the Texans. I think between the matchup of Blake Bortles and Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson has a clear advantage. Yeah. Even though... Blake Bortles, I think, is better with his legs. He is. But Deshaun's got the better arm. But if he can just... 
Here's the thing. If the Texans can get touchdowns from like 30 yards out, good. If they get into the red zone, that's their struggle. Yeah. I don't know if it's Deshaun's decision making or his lack of taking risks now. Or if it's just offensive I mean, play calling. Their, their play calling is horrid. Bill O'Brien needs to go. I think it's too easy to put it on Bill O'Brien. If you look at the tape, the Texans just as a team need Bill to start O'Brien taking more calls risks. their offense. I guess so. I guess so. Either way, I think the Texans get the win here. Getting out of the land of 1 o'clock matchups, moving on to 4.05. You got the Saints, 4-1 and one, facing the 4-2 and two Ravens. Both of these teams, in my mind, have a solid chance to make the playoffs here. Mm-hmm. Who do you think gets the win? Uh, I like the Saints. Between Kamara and Ingram, now that he's back, uh, the running attack is too much for, I think, almost any team in the league to handle. Combined with Drew Brees playing even remotely at an elite level, I think the Saints are too much to handle. I agree. Saints are too much to handle. Running game, healthy. Drew Brees, healthy. Drew Brees outplaying everybody. Saints for the win on the road. 425 matchup here. You got the Rams, the lone undefeated team in the NFL with the Chiefs loss on Sunday, facing the 49ers in Santa Clara. Rams. Yeah, Rams. Okay, cool. Easy. (laughs) Easy. Rams are just not the same team without Jimmy G. They just aren't. Yeah. The Rams are... They're a team that can win in different ways. They are. Um, last week, it was Gurley. It was the run game. Run game saved them where golf couldn't be the answer. Gurley this was. week, I think they'll just show out on all sides of the ball. All sides of the ball. Defense, offense, special teams, yeah. whatever. They'll, they will kick field goals for the win here. Moving on then, 425. Dallas, America's team, picking up a big win against Jacksonville against the Redskins. Oh my goodness! Um, I guess you know. I, Dallas is good? Question mark. No, I don't think they are. I don't. I, without with, with Jason Garrett at the helm, Dallas will never be good. But with the win last week, they probably will sign him in through to an extension. Probably because Jerry Jones has some kind of like fetish for Jason Garrett. <laughs> uh, give me the skins. Give me the Cowboys. Continue their winning ways. They'll get the road upset here. All right, then, moving on to our Sunday night matchup here. Chiefs, two straight Sunday night matchups for them. This one at home, facing the Bengals, who are... Sneaky good. Sneaky good. They were 4-1 last week. They almost got the win against Pittsburgh. If it wasn't for that last-minute touchdown, what are your thoughts? This is a huge bounce-back opportunity for the Chiefs at home Sunday night against a really good Bengals team. Uh, I think Mahomes will show out, and the Chiefs will bounce back. Can I say this? Can I preface my uh, prediction here by saying... Kareem Hunt, be a little slower. As a Patriots fan, you gave me too much of a headache. Um, Patrick Mahomes is the real deal, though. He went toe-to-toe with the all-time great and Tom Brady. And honestly, this Chiefs team is one that I, I is still my favorite to come out of the AFC and represent in the Super Bowl. That being said, the Bengals will play this close, but the Chiefs will bounce back for the win here. Yeah. And finally, you've got our Monday night matchup here. You've got the New York Giants facing off against the Atlanta Falcons. Again, two mediocre teams. They got prime time, though. How do you think this goes? Falcons. Uh, the Giants, Eli Manning is garbage. Garbage. They though. need to get rid of Eli Manning uh, and move on. They've got Saquon taking the helmet, running back, being the face of this franchise. They need a good quarterback under center, and Eli Manning's not the guy. They need to go out and get Justin Herbert in this draft is what they need to do if they want to compete next year. But for now, this season's yeah. wasted for the Giants. Give me the Falcons. That would be a good matchup for Saquon Barkley to have a mobile quarterback like that. But you have to abandon the previous um, play calling that you had with Eli Manning being a pro-style quarterback. That'd be great. But as it stands, the Giants are still garbage now. 
Yeah. Falcons get a win, a much needed win with the NFC South kind of being a toss up still. Yeah. All right. Then that wraps it up. We got four teams on by. You got the Packers, Raiders, Steelers, and Seahawks all on a bye. Last week was fun as a Patriots fan. That was a great game between the Patriots and the Chiefs. I think that's probably going to be the AFC Championship game there. Eric, any final thoughts on the NFL? I don't think so. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Everybody, thank you for listening up until this point. Until next time, we will see you, and that'll be in adios. Ice water turned Atlantic. Night calling in a phantom. Told them, hold it, don't you panic. Took an yeah. island, felt the mansion. Drop the roof, more expansion. Drive a coupe, you can stand it.